The Self-Care Activism Podcast is dedicated to helping Black women overcome the resistance and retaliation that they are facing as a level of their self-care. Self-care is defined as anything that someone does for their self that is intended to take care of their emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical health. Activism uses strong, healthy, and energetic strategies to bring about change within a group of people. Self-care is a form of activism for Black women because when we make the decision to make our self-care a higher priority, it is usually met with an enormous amount of resistance and retaliation from the people who have been benefiting from our lack of self-care. I was inspired to create this podcast because I began the process of trying to take better care of myself. I began to receive a lot of strong and adverse reactions from people. This was confusing to me because self-care is painted as being these activities that are going to make you a better version of yourself, which in turn is supposed to make your relationships, career, finances, and lifestyle better too. Now, I know that there are people who have said that you will lose people, opportunities, and possessions along the way, but I feel like they minimize or don't even bother to address the amount of warfare that black women have to fight their way through because there will be toxic people that are not going to accept that they are leveling up or they're no longer prioritizing taking care of other people's needs over their own health. In other words, they feel like your win is their loss. So they are not going to just walk away that easily. Some of them are going to resist these changes and they are going to do everything that they can to punish you and make you regret making the decision to take care of yourself because they are benefiting off of your misfortune in some area of your life. As I've gotten better at taking care of myself, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I've also learned a lot about what it takes to stand up for yourself and how to protect yourself from toxic people instead of getting into a back and forth, never ending cycle of tit for tat that is only going to bring you down to their level of pettiness, cause you to fail at reaching your goals and not receive all of the beautiful things that you deserve to have in life. I'm sharing these tips with all of you because I don't want you to feel discouraged, helpless, defeated, or alone as you begin to promote changes within your own family and community that insists upon and inspires everyone around you to recognize that self-care is a necessary practice that benefits the entire group. In this episode of the Self-Care Activism Podcast, I will be talking about how to defeat toxic people who are punishing you for letting them go and moving on. You will learn how to close the door on situations and relationships that are no longer meant to be in your life and how giving yourself closure instead of waiting on someone to give it to you plays a vital role in protecting yourself from manipulators and control freaks who want to prevent you from moving on to the next level. When someone says, they need closure, it usually means that they are waiting for something significant to happen that will allow them to move on following the termination of a situation or a relationship with another individual. Most people begin to look outside of their self for some type of information or an interaction with another person that is going to help them understand what went wrong, give them the pieces they need to confidently move forward and open new doors. But the truth is that only you can close your own doors. Giving yourself closure is an act of self-care because it's one of those things that no one is going to be able to do for you. There is not any information or a conversation that you are going to have with another person that is going to give you closure. 
Relying on these external factors are only going to leave you feeling like you still need closure a month or a year or even years later. And the moment that you learn some new information or have the interaction, you are going to feel like you got some closure, but that feeling is normally fleeting. Once reality sets in, you will have that feeling of needing closure again because you didn't do the personal work that really gives you the closure that you need. The reason that you should never depend on a person who you are trying to close the door on to give you closure is because a toxic person is typically going to completely be against you closing the door on them. Some people will accept that the door is closed and move on, but some people will do everything in their power to make it nearly impossible for you to get closure. They know that if they can prevent someone from closing the door on them, then they are also blocking that person's ability to open new doors. Closure will happen when you decide that you are ready to cut off all forms of communication with a toxic person. But the key word here is all forms of communication. Cutting off some forms of communication without cutting off all communication is like locking the front and back door of your home to keep someone from intruding, but leaving the windows open and not expecting them to find another way in. When an intruder wants to get in, they will find another way in. Sometimes we don't get closure because we are unintentionally leaving doors open because we don't really think of them as being a form of communication or we feel guilty about the measures that we are taking to close and lock every entrance. The two most commonly used tools that a toxic person who does not want us to have closure uses to keep open communication with us is technology and the people we share connection with. So now I'm going to share three things that you may be doing that is preventing you from getting closure and a few of the most common ways that toxic people attack others when they close off all forms of communication. But you don't have to give up just because you are afraid of how someone will retaliate against you because I'm also going to share some strategies that I have learned through my own experiences that will allow you to defeat a toxic person who is punishing you for moving forward and opening new doors in spite of their attempts to manipulate you and block your path toward success. The first way that you may be keeping the door open is that you're still looking at them. Most people don't think of their vision as being a form of communication, but many of the messages that our brain receives come through our eyesight. We communicate non-verbally with each other through our own body movements, facial expressions, and how we're dressed. There are toxic people who use these different forms of non-verbal communication to attack anyone who has clearly communicated and they are terminating their connection with them because they know as long as you keep looking at them, they can send you subliminal messages that have a negative effect on your ability to let things go and focus on your new endeavors. These messages are meant to make you angry, annoyed, nervous, or worried. Some scenarios that a toxic person may be using to provoke you or irritate you are purposely showing up at places that they know you frequent often, giving you the evil eye of social events or family gatherings that you both have been invited to attend, or posting cryptic and antagonizing photos on social media. A no-fail solution that works in these situations is to honestly decline invitations to attend events and gatherings where you know you both will be in attendance. 
It's okay to ask the person who is inviting you whether or not that person has been invited to attend. And if they have, just let the person know that you feel provoked and agitated when you are around that person, so you refuse to be anywhere near them. Even if you ask and the person says no, they will not be in attendance, you should trust your instincts on whether you should accept the invitation or not. I recommend that you don't lie about why you're not coming because more often than not, the person who keeps inviting you will eventually sense that you're trying to avoid someone and they usually assume that it's them. You should also stop looking at their social media profiles. Everybody knows that people who pretend to want closure with someone usually spy on them through their social media profile to see what they've been up to. So if you are serious about giving yourself closure, then you need to stop opening the door for them to anger and annoy you by looking at their posts. A third thing that you can do is change up the places that they know you will be at or at least rearrange your schedule so that you can go at a different time than you normally go. If you notice that they are still following you around to new places, then you may need to look into the steps that you should take to file a harassment charge or get a restraining order. The second way that you may be preventing yourself from getting closure is your continuing to talk to them. After you have said everything that you feel needs to be said and have made it clear that you plan on terminating your relationship with someone, the worst decision that you can make is to continue to have conversation after conversation about the same things simply because you believe having the last word will give you closure. It's better to let someone else have the last word than to keep going back and forth with them because it just keeps the door open to the connection. The truth is that since you have dissolved the relationship, this person is going to more than likely use this opportunity to have a conversation with you to attack you by saying disrespectful and abusive things to you that they think will kill your confidence or try to persuade you into believing that you should feel guilty about closing the door on them by justifying why they treated you badly. In this case, you have to learn that silence is the ultimate response and people's insults and arguments lose their power when you don't engage them with your words. But I don't want you to confuse being silent after you've terminated a relationship with the silent treatment. The silent treatment means that you don't want to close the door on this relationship. You just want to use your silence to manipulate someone into doing what you want them to do or punish them for not doing something you wanted them to do. If you're serious about giving yourself closure, then it shouldn't matter how they respond to your silence because you're moving on with your life regardless. The third form of communication that you may be using that is keeping the door open is you're pretending not to listen to them. There are three ways to listen to someone. You can listen to what they have to say through your ears when they talk to you, when someone else tells you what they've said, and by reading something that they have written. It may seem harmless to listen to what someone has to say even though you're no longer talking to them, but listening is one of the ways that people block your ability to give yourself closure because it gives them the ability to continue to infect you with their toxic behavior. When a toxic person can no longer get you to look at them or talk to them anymore, they will often try to anger or irritate you by leaving annoying voice messages, gossiping and making false accusations about you to anyone who will listen, sending repetitive text messages, or leaving comments and inboxing you on social media. When you are serious about giving yourself closure, you must be willing to block any opening that they have to make you listen to them. You can't pretend that you are not reading their text messages by turning off your read receipts or reading their inbox 
messages without fully opening the message because toxic people know that if you really didn't want to get their messages, then you would have blocked them from sending them in the first place. You have to be willing to block their phone number so that you can't receive the text messages or disable your voicemail messages. And you may even need to change your phone number altogether if they're still finding their way to get through. Next, you need to block any social media profiles that they are using to contact you on social media. The third thing that you can do is let your friends and family know that you don't want to talk about them and that you don't want to hear any of the gossip or false accusations that they are spreading about you. I want to close up this episode by saying that after you've closed the door on all three of these forms of communication, it's really going to set this person off and they're going to make a very desperate attempt to force you to surrender to their harassment. Toxic people have very predictable behavior, so their last attempt to punish you is normally by withholding or damaging something that belongs to you because they know that it has the potential to make you feel defeated and give up. Surrendering to them and choosing to stay in a toxic relationship that is a source of unhappiness, anxiety, and dissatisfaction for you is only going to make you bitter and resentful as well as cause blocks in the other areas of your life and ruin your chances at ever having new relationships and situations that would be more exhilarating, fulfilling, and peaceful. Closed doors always come with a sacrifice. So you will have to really consider whether you are willing to sacrifice whatever they are threatening to withhold or damage, if it means that you will finally be free and able to move forward. It really all depends on whether letting it go is worth it to you. There are four things that you should remember when you are making this choice. One, you should seek out solutions that can prevent or make them pay for withholding or damaging something that belongs to you that doesn't require you to have to be in communication with them. Two, whatever is meant to go with you would not resist, avoid, or run from you. Three, it may be time to end things with anything or anyone that is requiring that you put up with abusive behavior from toxic people. And four, You're not doing anything wrong or asking too much by wanting to live a happy, peaceful, and fulfilling life. There's a quote by Colin Kaepernick that says, Believe in something, even if you have to sacrifice everything. This quote is relevant to self-care because you have to be willing to sacrifice anything or anyone that blocks your ability to take care of your mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health. Your ego may tell you to hold on to it because you don't want them to feel like they won. But as you mature, you will begin to learn that it is better to have the happiness, peace, and fulfillment that they are so desperately trying to prevent you from having than to stay in a destructive situation that is only going to lead to a never-ending cycle of retaliation and counterattacks. Instead of focusing your energy on what someone is threatening to take from you, it's best to focus your energy on your new opportunities that are before you. And I also want to mention that you shouldn't allow the fear of what other people may say or think about your decision to make necessary sacrifices in order to take better care of yourself, prevent you from moving on and enjoying your life. If they are okay with dealing with toxic, abusive people, then that is their decision to make, but they don't have the right to impose their views onto you. You are not alone. Any person who has made the decision to close the door on a toxic relationship has been through something like this. And in my experience, you will get back 10 times more than what was taken from you. Don't ever let someone's threats 
or aggressive behavior make you doubt that you can overcome their oppression because they are just trying to create an illusion of having leverage over you so that you give up before you get a chance to experience what has been hiding behind the new doors that you are about to open.